This portion of the show is brought to you by my friends at Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for being here with me today, Jeff Orvitz. Happy to be here. Um, got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, I watched in another horrific shooting in this time, Maine. 18 people killed. What is this? Lewis, Lewiston, Maine. I'm, I'm going to be going, not to Lewiston, but I mean, maybe we'll go through there. But we got this trip planned to Maine to get the kids to their 49th states in preparation for when I turn 50. We're going to be going up to Alaska and we're all going to hit our 50th state. Not this summer, but the what would that be? Summer of, uh, of 2025. Yeah. So anyway, um, this guy, and I'm looking at the, don't name these people. Don't, I'm not going to name this shooter. And I haven't looked in about an hour, but, uh, you know, he was still on the loose. They had a, they had a warrant, obviously. So maybe they're closing in on this guy. Went and killed 18 people at a bowling alley. You know, just this hor- horrific insanity, horrific evil. And But what I don't like is the media that pushes the name. I know you got to report. Okay, at some point you got to put in there who the who the person is. And you know, I've been doing this now for for seven years. This show, right? And sadly, I've seen quite a bit of shootings that have happened o- over the years. And they sadly also follow a, a similar news media course and, and trajectory. And you know, it happens. And while they're still most of the time, these people are killed when this happens, or they they shoot themselves in the head or whatever. And Sometimes once in a while they they get out, so maybe I, I de- maybe they'll catch the guy. I, I I don't know. Alive, I'm saying, uh, but generally they're they're dead. But before they you know even know what's going on, you got the media coming out with stuff and all kinds of speculation. This happens with every story, really. It's this it's the world we live in. Everybody wants to be first. Everybody wants to be quick, so they got to get it out there, even if they don't have very much information at all. And then of course you get the slew of politicians like Biden who got got to have gun control, got to have gun control. As if a guy who's goes out and shoots people in a massacre uh, is not insane and evil, and and then as if I, and I've, I'm so tired of repeating this. I mean, it's just, the, the gun control doesn't stop these things. There's something wrong uh, underneath the the underbelly, not even the underbelly anymore of society. That's just this rot and. I don't. I could never know what's going on in these people's heads, but I, I I hate the media that really pushes the person. I'm looking at this is 12 News right out of uh, Phoenix, who is blank blank the name of the shooter, right? He said I'm not going to mention his name, and what we know about main shooting suspect, and then they go through the you know these people the, the media has to go through his whole life and everything, and you know put just just slap him out there. I wonder how much in these psychotic people's minds they think I want to go out with a blaze of glory so I'm going to take a bunch of people out with me because then my whatever my manifesto will be out there or my story or you know I've I have these problems so everybody will have these problems does that go through their head as far as I know I'm going to get a bunch of of of, of media attention and you know I'll be plastered everywhere I, I don't know but let's not name these people I mean you can name them somewhere bury it in there but let's not let's not be talking about their whole life story here um, and, and promoting these people and getting them, getting them out there on, on, on the top fold of every newspaper for whoever actually buys a printed newspaper. But yeah, sad. And uh, 
sad that these things happen. Um, I was going to have uh, Bob Thorpe. Uh, I'm sorry, not Bob Thorpe. Um, John Thorpe. Got confused there. I was going to have John Thorpe from the Goldwater Institute and Rob Wilson, but Rob had something come up unexpectedly, so I'll try to reschedule them for tomorrow. Um, I want to get them on together because, as you know, Rob Wilson is the owner of Timberline Fire and Firearms and Training. He and his wife, Elise, and they've done a phenomenal job, in it, but they're also always willing to do the fight, uh, do the battles that are needed when it comes to Second Amendment, First Amendment. When they see something's wrong, they don't hesitate to get out there and face the exposure, t- face the risk, you know, all that stuff that you have to do nowadays when you uh, kind of stand above the crowd to point out something that's wrong. Uh, and their case involves advertising at the Flagstaff Airport where Timberline Firearms and Training has advertised for years a 10-second silent ad that shows people safely practicing with an, an instructor, and Rob Wilson happens to be one of the structor, instructors in the one of the you know three seconds of the of the ten second clip firing in this case it was an automatic gun and they don't want to see that of course so the city council though has been advertising and allowing Rob to pay to advertise at the where you collect your, your the baggage claim area at the Flagstaff Pulliam Airport and they've been doing it for for years and there was never a problem until I guess you got a new batch of council members in there and. The city decided, oh, we, this depicts violence. One of the people on the staff, I don't know all the details. That's why I'm looking forward to getting Rob and, and John from the Goldwater Institute on. And the city all of a sudden is like, nope, you can't do that because it depicts violence. It depicts violence. So they don't even, from what I'm understanding, the city council doesn't even have a policy that excludes this. <laughs> they're, they're supposed to vote on it, but I think they had a discussion of which there was support to not allow uh, the depiction of any firearms or anything like that. And one of the guys, I think, was even talking like the, the, the throwing axes. You know, that's a big thing for, for people nowadays is those, the big throwing axes that you throw at the targets. You know, and so that they, they'd probably ban that as well. So Rob called BS on them. And then Goldwater Institute's like, this is a First Amendment freedom of speech issue. And when Goldwater takes a case, it's a pretty solid case. So anyway, um, I, I, I will get them on because I think this is a big issue. And I always we always need to highlight and focus on people that are fighting for our constitutional rights, in this case, the First Amendment. But I would also argue uh, Second Amendment rights as well. So we will reschedule uh, Rob Wilson and, and uh, John Thorpe from the Goldwater Institute as soon as uh, possible, probably early next week at this point. Um, some updates here on congressional politics and the race. I, I just told you about this yesterday, about this large field of candidates that are running for, and I, I have to catch myself, I said this yesterday, I have to catch myself from calling it Debbie Lesko's seat because it is not these politicians' seats. It is Congressional District 8. Let's stop doing that. That gives them this entitlement that this is my seat. This is my, you know, that they're, they're above it all. Um, and it, it's the media, and we all have done that for a long time. Like like Senator Kirsten Cinema, you know, you got all these people lining up against her and to run for the U.S. Senate seat here in Arizona. Um, it's not Senator Kirsten Cinema's seat. So anyway, there's a new person that's joining, excuse me, a very busy, uh, very crowded field, and you know this name, so I think there's going to be a battle here. Blake Masters, and I told you I suspected he was going to jump in on this thing. Uh, Blake Masters has declared, I think he did it via uh, Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. I just don't like X, just like Facebook. It's meta, you know, it's Facebook and Twitter. Come on. Anyway, he announced on Twitter that he's running for Congressional District 8. He joins the other what I would call top-tier candidate here, and there's a lot of candidates running. You've got 
13, now 14 candidates running, Republican, Democrat, and I think there's one independent. I hadn't really heard of really any of these other candidates. It's a very heavily favored Republican district. There's five Republicans in Arizona and, and three Democrats. The Republicans did very well in the uh, election in, in um, 2022. I'm getting my years right. Um, and, and took a majority here in the state out of the nine congressional districts. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he joins Abe Hamaday, who's the other top tier candidate. Now, it's interesting because Blake Masters and Abe Hamaday were b- both very much allied in the 2022 election. And so was Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake was did a lot of events and um, did a lot of appearances with Blake Masters. Uh, but Carrie Lake is, if I'm, I'm correct here, right? Yeah, she's already came out in support of Abe Hamaday. Um, for this Congressional District 8 race. So we'll see how this all lines up. Now, one thing that people are pointing out, and I don't know if it's the case for the other 13 candidates or not, but Blake Masters apparently is down in the Tucson area. And this district is mm, 100 miles north or so, uh, the boundaries, mostly centered in the Phoenix area. I think it's Glendale areas like that. Um, So, you do not have to live in the district, which I, this is a bit of a, a sore spot for me. You don't have to, you're supposed to live in the state, but you don't have to actually live in the district that you run in, which is kind of, I don't know. We should, we should, we need to change this. It's here's the thing. A couple of times I've had candidates that I've supported that have been in Congress before and the district changes while they're in there. So it gets redistricted and that happens every 10 years. And I'm always like, okay, I can see that you split Flagstaff off from Prescott, for example, or something like that. And that was the case with uh, Congressman Paul Gosar when when he had run at one point. Um, But when you're just totally outside the district, I do have a little bit of a problem like that because you are supposed to represent the people within not only the state of Arizona, but within the district. I don't know your thoughts on that. And you send, send me an email comment. Should you have to live in the district that you run? You should definitely, and you're supposed to live in the state, but that's pretty easy to deceive people nowadays. Oh yeah, I got a house there, but should you have to live in the district? Uh, We're talking congressional races in Arizona for legislative races. If you're going to go down to the, you know, the Phoenix capital and go to the, you know, the house or the Senate, the the Arizona legislature, you're supposed to live, you have to live in the district, but not for the congressional seats. So we'll see how we'll, we'll try to get, I'll try to get Hamaday and Blake Masters back on the program again, even though they're kind of outside my, you know, my wheelhouse a little bit being down in the Phoenix area. Um, but I, I would absolutely love to hear from them. Uh, all right. Uh, Colorado River, better than expected. I guess we've staved off, and this is a quote from Deputy Secretary Tommy Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Uh, he released this yesterday. Uh, we have staved off the immediate possibility of the system's reservoirs from falling to critically low uh, elevations that would threaten water deliveries and power production. It was, you know, before last winter, we were looking at serious cuts because you had the, especially up uh, up there at uh, Lake Powell and the dam, the water elevation, the level of the water was getting down so low that it was going to affect the intake for where they pump the water for like page, for example, but also where they let the water in to run the turbines that, you know, generate electricity. Uh, however, the lakes have filled up quite a bit 
I've gotten some disputed numbers. You all might have been up at Lake Powell recently or in the past six months and seen how much it's moved up the white line there. Um, but they're saying, hey, we're not going to have to do, because there is series of cuts that happen, especially for farming in Arizona and throughout the seven states that rely on the Colorado River. Uh, but, yeah, they're saying, hey, we're, we're okay for right now. Um, we're expected to have an El Nino this winter. Hey, let me tell you I've seen, I've lived through a lot of winters in, in Arizona and Northern Arizona. Uh, they don't, they don't know. I mean, last winter was not supposed to be like it was, and it turned out to be, um, you know, what the fifth snowiest winter on record. Uh, they're saying it's supposed to be an extremely wet winter again this year. We'll, we'll see. Um, these predictions are always so off and, you know, then it winds up, are we in another period where we're going to have three or four or five years of, of dryness? I hope not, but that's, I've seen that happen, uh, you know, plenty of times as well. Uh, so we'll see how it all develops, but yeah, we got so many people and Angela was on the program. What was that Tuesday talking about the numbers of people moving into Arizona, especially from, from California and how Phoenix continues to grow and grow and grow and the insatiable need for water. So we ain't out of the woods in, in any means or the, the desert or however you want to say it. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, send in those comments. Hey, if you're getting your home refinanced or if you need to get your home refinanced, uh, why don't you call Kim Dawson over at Nova Home Loans? Look, she's done a great job for my family. Angela and I did a refinance for a multifamily property uh, just last year. She walked us through the entire process. This is this can be complicated. There's more every time I do a loan. There's more and more paperwork that's required by the feds and the state and this and that. Um, and Kim Dawson, though, she's there every step of the way to walk you through. Uh, now, look, Nova Home Loans is Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender. They make local decisions like a bank, but because they're also a broker, they can find the best programs out there for you. And here, here's a way to save some money. When you get a, a loan or refinance or whatever, a new mortgage, through Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans, mention the Jeff Horvitz Show, and you get $250 off the lender's fee at closing, but you got to mention the show. Call Kim Dawson right now at 928-310-6458, 928-310-6458, or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK number 090242, Equal Housing Opportunity, subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Angela and I have saved a lot of money by switching over to Eric Boatner and Lisa Boatner at Allstate Agency. Uh, man, they've done a great job for us. And Angela's talked about this a lot because she actually did all the work. But we, we worked with them for a couple years to get most of our policies switched over. We got a couple more left with renewals coming up that, of course, we'll move over to Eric Boatner at Allstate Agency. Uh, look, if you're, if you need homeowners coverage, auto, I saved a ton on auto coverage. They did an excellent job. Uh, maybe motorcycle, RV, off-road vehicles, boats, business owners, life insurance. Eric Boatner at Allstate Agency, going to be able to help you out family run company been doing this for a long time raising their family in the flagstaff area and been in flagstaff for a very long time 
check out their five-star Google reviews. Just check out Eric Boatner, B-O-A-T-N-E-R agency, and, and you'll see it. And uh, I, I'm really happy with them. And like I said, saving a couple thousand dollars on our auto insurance alone is a big deal. Give them a call. Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928 All right, welcome back. Let's... Uh Let's stick to some Arizona items here. I've, I've got, I also want to get to and hit on updates on the Israel-Hamas uh, war, but really the worldwide implications and what's going on in our country when it comes to the threats now and where this may be going, and plus a couple of headlines that I think are, are quite shocking uh, that I didn't think we'd ever see uh, in the United States. Uh, but anyway, sticking to Arizona for now. Uh, I guess there's some money that's been awarded, and I know there's folks listening in the Dewey Humboldt area, the the old Iron King mine. I have to admit, I, I've never been there. I've seen the pictures of the, what do they call these things, the, the, the tailings and all that that's that were left behind. But apparently the feds are now uh, going to throw $85 million at cleaning up this. It's a super fun site, so super fun site extremely contaminated. Um, it was designated a Superfund site back in 2008. There was a smelter there, and it left behind 8 million tons of, of tailings, although that big black sludge pile um, that you see out there. Uh, that's from the late 1800s, early 1900s. I would presume that whatever companies were using this are long since out of existence because I've always wondered about that with, you know, we're, we're dealing with um, the uranium cleanup and folks up on the Navajo Nation, Hopi Nation, dealing with all the uranium that was left behind. And a lot of that comes from uh, the, the creation of the first nuclear bomb during World War II. There was production after that, but there was a lot of, a lot of the mining was done in the 40s and 50s. And it's just been sitting there and sitting there, and it's contaminated water sources and stuff. And um, it's stuff that wouldn't happen today. That, that's the, the unfortunate side of all this is that the old way of doing things is, has been left behind. And then you, you get this kind of high profile to clean up and all the uh, toxicity and all that left over from it. And this stuff, it's such a highly regulated industry nowadays. And you just switch into the, you know, nuclear and uranium and all that. It's so highly regulated back in the 1940s and 50s, especially 1940s. Um, you're talking World War II era. It's just do whatever you got to do to make this happen, to produce this. We need to create this bomb. You know, and get it done. Um, we're fighting the Nazis. We're fighting the, the Imperial Japan, and so on and so forth. So there, there was no, there was no forethought on cleaning up. And then what, what frustrates me, and I'm, I couldn't imagine how much it frustrates people who live on the Navajo Nation, is that it's, it's sat there and it's still a problem all these decades later. Now they're finally supposedly cleaning up these sites, but we shall see if it, if it actually happens and if they, they get it all. I would say, let's see. This is. This is the America first mentality that I have when you see us spending $113 billion or God knows what it actually is in Ukraine in a, in a place we should not be involved in, a place we should not be putting money. And there's plenty of other places all around the world we shouldn't be throwing 
our valuable tax uh, resources and, and all that and borrowed money, quite frankly. Um, and then you see things like this that aren't cleaned up, that are sitting there forever. And I'm sure there's tons of sites throughout the country. It's like, why aren't we taking care of ourselves first? Why aren't we taking care of our country first? I, I, I maybe used this analogy just the other day. I was like, look, if your house is burning down and your neighbor's house is burning down, you got to put out the fire in your house first and hopefully you put it out and then you run over to your neighbor's house and you help them put it out. And they do the same. You got to take care of that first and then you branch out from there. So we have the money to do these things, but we misspend the money constantly. That's what I was talking yesterday. I was like, hey, we should have a big scroll of a receipt every time we get a tax bill and see what it actually goes to. And I think maybe people will be more pissed off. Maybe people will be like, I don't want to pay for that. It doesn't line up with my values. What? Why am I paying for this in Ukraine when I got a buddy that lives on the Navajo Nation that's, you know, his family's been negatively impacted health-wise and, and, and otherwise because of uh, uranium tailings that are left over? It's insanity that we're doing all this stuff all over the place and not taking care of our country first. But anyway, back to this issue. Sorry, diverged a little bit there. $85 million for the Superfund, the cleanup there, Dewey Humboldt. Uh, This was a place, like I said, from the late 1800s, the early 1900s, that was producing zinc, silver, uh, lead, and gold. And there's all kinds of, especially arsenic and obviously lead contamination in the ground there. Uh, so hopefully they're going to clean that up and, and get it get it taken care of. All right, love your thoughts. Go ahead and send me a comment anytime. Always love hearing from you. I'll try to get Olivia in really soon here to get uh, some of the stack of comments and go through some of those. Uh way you could save money is by calling Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. Now, Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona has a coating that goes over your existing asphalt shingles. Uh, I had roof a roof replaced just last year you know the whole roof was torn down and a new one was put in i want to say the cost now is upwards of twenty twenty five thousand dollars for your average home out there and i know a lot of people are strapped if you're a homeowner <laughs> there's always something coming up so this may be a great alternative for you that may extend the life of your roof for another six years but i don't know because you got to get dave out there who's an experienced home inspector You can call for a free roof inspection to see if this system will work for you. Uh, Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona rejuvenate your roof. This is a revolutionary, all-natural, non-toxic, sustainable treatment. Uh, So call up Dave, have him come out, and uh, this is a, a, you can save usually up to 90%. Don't replace, rejuvenate, 928-301-9404. That's 928-301-9404. All right, more to come. And get those comments in as well. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hang tight. Back in just a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. It's a great time to head on over to Namarco's Pizza, voted best pizza and wings in Flagstaff once again. It is an awesome, they make an awesome pizza. Uh, they make awesome wings. Plus, get craft beers and much more at Namarco's Pizza. Don't forget tomorrow about their lunch specials. Uh, Angela and I were just in there, I think it was uh, Wednesday. Angela and I were in at Namarco's Pizza at their east side location. They've got three locations throughout Flagstaff. 
you're not going to break the bank. You can get a slice of pizza, salad, a drink. I think it's 9 bucks. Uh, other specials available for lunch. Stop on by Namarco's Pizza's three locations or order online for curbside pickup or delivery at namarcospizza.com. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, let's sit on some uh, national and international things here. Uh, second hour, I've got Olivia coming by. Get your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I want to remind you before I get to that, though, that there is a blood drive going on, and I had the folks on from uh, Vitalance and from AOKflag.org, Acts of Kindness Flagstaff. Uh, anyway, they're having a blood drive at the Flagstaff Mall, uh, I think down there by the was that Planet Fitness or whatever, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Flagstaff Mall Entertainment Center, which is near, actually it says J.C. Penny. I think that's down by that end. I got to be honest, I haven't been to the mall in a long time. Um, but you should go to the mall if you can. Give blood, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. coming up. Is that tomorrow? I'm, I'm throwing off a, a day here because uh, we went hunting Monday. And I'm actually out of here right after the show, and Owen and I are heading back out. My dad's going to join us as well, and uh, I think Bob Thorpe's going to join us as well, and we're going to see if we can get uh, maybe a couple duck, couple geese tomorrow morning. And then my plans are to do the show for Friday for the Friday Weekly Roundup, unless it, you know, something goes crazy, and we're out there, and it's going very, very well. But I got something for you either way. Anyway. Tomorrow is Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Flagstaff Mall. Give blood. Uh, you might want to book in advance or reserve a spot in advance. It'll save you some time, but don't make that stop you from doing this because it's really important. Vitalant.org, V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T, Vitalant.org. And then also there's that hand drop thing for Halloween. A um, bunch of, they're looking for people to sign up. And then there's prizes when they do this fun Halloween event. That's AOKflag.org, AOKflag.org. Check that out. I interviewed these two gals yesterday, Acts of Kindness, Flagstaff, and from Vitalance uh, towards the end of the show. So if you want to listen back to that, if this is something you're really passionate about, uh, go check out the podcast, talkwithjeff.com. It's right there. It's from yesterday's show. And hey, subscribe to the podcast too. Appreciate everybody uh, who has done that. All right, let's get back to our items here. Uh, um, Okay, let's let's go national. And I I know we got Glenn Lee's coming up for a market update real soon, so uh, he'll probably hit on this and more. But the U.S. GDP, the gross domestic product, so that's the economic activity supposedly that they all track, and you know, in the country, what what we're producing and and how we're doing it, grew at four point nine percent annual pace in the third quarter, better than expected. That is, that's pretty smoking hot. I mean, that's that's a a strong strong GDP right now. This that's from C- CNBC. They the headlines. I I don't um I don't I wouldn't doubt that they may continue to raise interest rates when you have a pretty hot economy, which is just baffling and shocking. I got to be honest with you. I know so many people that are having trouble out there with the cost of things and credit card debt, and that's something I think we're going to talk with Glenn least about. Uh, cl- credit card debt ticked over a trillion bucks, but the credit the credit card rates, you know, the the interest rates are like. 22 25 30 percent depending on your on your credit worthiness uh it is it's killer i mean that is just astounding how much this is costing people to and they're not just i don't think they're just buying you know foo-foo stuff and whatever and you know oh, i want this and blah 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 i mean they are i mean people are i get it um but a lot of people are buying food and you know gas to get to work and putting this on the credit card um so something's not lining up for me because you had a the economy's growing at a, a pretty fast clip right now, 
but something stinks right under the surface. And I, I really worry about it. And we'll see what happens here. But I think that the, you'll see the Fed saying, well, inflation's still running hotter than we thought. The, the goal, the target for the Federal Reserve is actually 2%. We ain't anywhere near that. I mean, what were we, 3 point something percent still? And then you've got a hotter than expected economy. You've got employment numbers. You know, that you can't find people to work still everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. I, oh, I, was, at a, um, I was at one of the big box stores this morning. Buying, uh, what was I buying? I was looking for roofing material, actually. Uh, the, the metal corrugated roof. Not that it matters. But anyway, I was there. Couldn't have been in there 20 minutes. I was pricing something out. I came out, and there was a card on my window, you know, like a business card. And they tagged all the windows in the parking lot, right? And usually when you see that, you think like, oh, they're trying to sell me something. They're, not, they're trying to sell. No, they were looking for workers. They were actually putting out, because uh, you got winter coming up, so. Uh, this was for snow removal, things like that. But they were actually out there tagging, and it's pretty pretty good idea. Go to a place where you would expect there would be people who can do that physical work and stuff. We're going into the, you know, the hardware store, the big box store. Um, so yeah, they were tagging the cars, trying to find help. And I hear that from everybody. It's it's hard to find help. It's hard to find help. My my dad and I, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff when it comes to rental properties and this and that because you have to. Uh, you have to be able to, to turn the wrenches and, and, and swing the hammers, sling the hammers and stuff uh, in order to get stuff done nowadays, especially with the costs and the, the lack of uh, labor out there. So anyway, yeah, interesting stuff there. Uh, economy growing, which I guess is good. Hey, I wish Arizona would do this one. Texas lawmakers, this is for from the news, D-N-Y-U-S, the news. Uh, Texas lawmakers vote to let local police arrest they call them migrants. They call them illegals. I mean, I guess we've changed the terminology over time. Um, yeah, it's all in the words, right, folks? Anyway, here's the article. In a direct challenge to federal power over immigration, the Texas House on Thursday, that'd be today, approved the creation of a state-level crime for entering the country from Mexico between ports of entry, allowing local police agencies to arrest and jail unauthorized migrants and order them back to Mexico. Legislation uh, had been called for by Governor Greg Abbott in what would be a sharp escalation of his multi-billion dollar border security program known as Operation Lone Star. And yeah, they're, they're pretty much on their own, them and, and Florida, Arizona, not New Mexico, forget about it, not a big border area there, but their, their governor is one of the worst governors in the nation, at the Grisham, um, gun-grabbing uh, governor there, uh, violator of the Constitution. Then here in Arizona, we have a, a huge border as well that's not being protected, and Governor Hobbs is never going to do anything. Uh, but at least Texas is, at least Florida is stepping up in other places as well. But Texas especially putting their money where their mouth is and starting this program, uh, they've, let's see, Texas House also approved an additional $1.5 billion for the state to use to construct its own barriers near the international boundary. Please, Texas, look at what happened in Arizona. I know that you have a little more intestinal fortitude than some Arizona politicians, especially our former Governor Ducey. I mean, he put up those shipping containers, and then he took them down a week before Hobbs gets in office. It costs Arizona taxpayers $180 million and counting, and now they're trying to auction off these containers at a higher price than you can just buy them on the secondary market. That's government for you. Uh, but Texas, look at what happened in Arizona. Make sure you got, uh, well, you're either going to challenge the feds directly or make sure you're putting it on that state land. Make sure that uh, you're putting it on private land um, and, and get them up in a way that you can keep them up uh, to, to fix the immigration issue. This is, 
this is polling more and more in our trend and in, in our favor, I guess, for those of us who actually want a, a secure border. Um, I see even Democrats are starting to come on board more and more. Um, people are very frustrated, heard reports about that, you know, an encampment in, I think it was Chicago, where, you know, kids are going to play in the sports fields and, in, you know, you're going to play soccer or, or whatever, you know, football, and you show up and it's like you can't play on this field because it's now a tent city for illegal immigrants. <laughs> and people are like, wait a second, you know, we want our kids, these are, this is, these are our fields, this is our tax dollars running all this stuff. And my kid needs activities. And, and you know, I don't want my kids getting involved in bad things. So you get them involved in sports and extracurricular activities. And you show up and there's camps for illegal immigrants all over the place. You got the, we got the worst politicians out there. And we've allowed this to happen for far too long. Uh, so, But at least I'm seeing polling data that's saying that even people who didn't really know about this stuff or, or didn't affect them, it's now in your face, you know, all over the place. The invasion that's happened at our borders unreal unreal what we've let happen all right love to hear from you send me an email comment talk with jeff at icloud.com get to those here in just a little bit uh don't forget it is they got sliders sliders going on up at sportsman's bar and grill voted best sports bar in flagstaff many years in a row they got all of, all the tvs i think they got 17 tvs up there for you to check out the, any games you want to see the uh, the World Series coming up before you know it. Uh, if you hadn't heard this, the Diamondbacks are, are going to the World Series for the first time in, what, 22 years or so. Um, and that's going to be huge. Game three and four happening in Arizona. So that's that's exciting, if, especially if you're a baseball fan. But even if you're not, it's always great when your home state team uh, does well and, and makes it this far. And they really weren't expected to be uh, in the position that they're at. Anyway, you can go on up to Sportsman Bar and Grill. Check that out. Stop on by today. They've got sliders. Uh, but no matter what day it is, even if it's this weekend coming up here, um, they've got specials going on all the time. They've always got their $4 menu, which is great. They've always got drink specials. Sportsman's Bar and Grill, just north of downtown Flagstaff, right there in the Basha Shopping Center. Stop them by, get some great food, and have a good time there at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show go where angela and i go to get our windshields repaired and replaced sadly i've had to go there too many times but they've always treated me so good Uh, i'm talking about diamond auto glass on fourth street in flagstaff where the difference is clear.com check out their website get that rock chip repaired quick before it spreads through the rest of your windshield then it's a costly windshield replacement and remember to always call diamond auto glass first not your insurance company because What happens is most insurance companies use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls and they try to route you to their shop, of course. 
which may very well cause delays and uh, extra expense and all of that. Go directly to Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Call them up right now if you need to make an appointment. 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. All right, welcome back. So the House of Representatives, talking about Congress, is back at it. We had a three-week break from them, which I, that's not bad. That's I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the whole Speaker of the House turmoil because here we are. Look, now they're back at it, and they've got a new Speaker of the House. His name Johnson, something Johnson. Nobody ever heard of this guy. He's been there for he's been in there only for a few terms. Um, so they voted for him. Let me get the details of that for you. That was yesterday. Time flies, huh? I'm going to get it here. Yesterday was, yeah, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson from Louisiana yesterday morning became the next Speaker of the House after 220 Republicans unanimously supported him. Um, and then all the Democrats, of course, supported the um, Jeffries, is his name there. Anyway, they're back at it. The first order of business that they did was a resolution uh, con- condemning the Hamas attack in Israel and supporting Israel. It was pretty wide support. There was, I think, eight Democrats that voted against this thing, and of course, there's the the, the crazy squad members. And you know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Emer, whatever her name is. I mean, just these the the, the lunatic fringe uh, Democrat leftist squad members, the, the Democrat socialists, as they call themselves, whatever the heck they are, they voted against it. There was one Republican who voted. His, he was like, hey, I want to be clear here. I'm not voting against this because of, you know, um, supporting the Hamas supports. He just he stated something like he doesn't want the U.S. to get involved uh, directly with any of this stuff, which I think a lot of Americans feel, but we're involved over there. Uh, you're not hearing a lot about it, but the U.S. ships out the Navy are firing and defending against missiles that are coming in and they're taking them down. Uh, this thing still has a huge risk of, of escalating. It's, it is insanity. Uh, I was reading some article about how we're just a few steps away from World War III, really, from a formal, former admiral or, or, or general. I'm sorry, I can't remember what, what position he was in, but just showing how this can escalate. And now you've got all these different ships there, different forces, Chinese, you know, um, Russia's got their hand in over there, U.S., of course. Uh, so let's just pray that this does not turn into a, a wider event. But what I what I get very concerned about is what's going on in, in the U.S. and how we've let people infiltrate the U.S. Uh, with our porous borders, but also with our ridiculous immigration and acceptance of anybody anywhere, anytime, without any kind of real vetting or anything. And they're, they're, they're really changing our, our country, uh, our universities. You've got this flood Brooklyn for Gaza march that's supposed to happen here. Uh, protests are scheduled for this um, weekend coming up uh, at the Brooklyn Museum in Crown Heights. And this was Colive is the art, um, the newspaper, um, Jewish newspaper. And here's a quote, Jews should definitely avoid the area. Could you imagine that? I mean, just not too long ago, reading stuff like this saying, hey, watch out. You had this Jewish student in New York City. Right? You know, New York City is, is the, remember, these are the inclusivity nuts. 
Remember all that stuff? Like, we got to include everybody except for, apparently, um, <laughs> Jewish people, except for, and I would add conservatives. I remember when I sat on the Flagstaff City Council, they, these, these groups would constantly come in and just torch us and torch us as far as any kind of issue. Um, and I always called it carpet bomb. And I said they were, they, we were like sitting up there as there was a few conservatives on the council, believe it or not, believe it or not in Flagstaff from 2012 to 2016 till they ousted us because they didn't want any conservatives on there. But you know, I was on there and I was always saying no to so many things. And they would literally, I'd say, you guys are like shelling us on an Island here, just boom, boom, boom. And then they come in and say, Oh, well let's work together. You know, it's like, yeah, I really feel like working together now. And I've always said that they're like, they're inclusive as long as you agree with them 100%, which is the scariest kind of people out there. So anyway, you've got these Jewish students who allegedly hid in a New York City college library as pro-Palestinian protesters banged on doors and called for uh, Antifada. That's from the National Review. Crazy. And then the Iranian foreign minister, uh, Hussein Amir can't pronounce the last name, the third name there, warned that the U.S. warned the U.S. that it would not be spared if it continues to manage what he called the genocide of Palestine. He's speaking in front of the United Nations, so he's in New York. That's great. On Thursday, got to love the U.N., right? What a great, that's America last. We're like, however, how many countries are there in the world? 300 and something? We're like the last one on the list of any, you know. <laughs> anyway, while speaking to the United Nations on Thursday, said this, today in New York and the United Nations, I say frankly to the American statesmen and women, come on there, Iranian guy, <laughs> who are now managing the genocide in Palestine that we do not welcome the expansion of the war in the region. Uh, but I warn if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. It is our home and West Asia, West Asia is our region. And that's where the concern really comes in for me as far as, you know, our poorest borders. That's why I'm, I'm really praising what Texas is doing there, allowing local authorities to arrest illegal, uh, immigrants, illegal aliens, whatever we call them now. They call them migrants, but I'll call them illegal aliens. Um, I praise that they're doing that. They're not going to do it here in, in, in this state, although sheriffs are coming together and saying we got to take action. So sheriffs have tremendous power and authority, and hopefully they cobble together and come together to uh, protect our country because we got a governor here in Arizona that won't. We've got a president uh, sitting in the White House that won't. You know, it's America last on our border, um, Ukraine first on their border, I guess. Um, so anyway, I, I hope that we, <laughs> I, I don't think, I'm not naive enough to think that we are tracking who's coming into this country, but it's pretty scary who's here and what their intentions are in the millions of people, the 7 to 10 million people that Biden's let in just under his administration. It's crazy. All right, uh, more to come next hour, including your comments. Olivia's going to be in. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I'll get you more updates as well. Uh, keep an eye on what's going on all around and, and get you all that. And, hey, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do that. I appreciate everyone that's doing it. That's a great thing you could do for us to help grow the show. Uh, just click subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Back in a minute.
Hi, this is Jeff Orvitz, and I started Flagstaff for Lease.com several years ago to provide homes and office space in the Flagstaff area. Check out my current listings up at Flagstaff, the number four, Lease.com. That's Flagstaff for Lease.com. We've got everything from one to four bedroom homes available right now. Also, we have office space. Single room suites up to larger spaces are now available up at Flagstaff for Lease.com or call 928-526-7909. Flagstaff for Lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome everyone. Hour two of the program. As promised, Olivia joins us to share. I got booted yesterday, so here I am. Yeah, did you get taken out? Who? Why did we take? Oh, we were just busy. We had yeah. multiple guests. That's so, yeah. fine. Here and, I am. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. Uh, and a show note: if you, because I know some people just listen to the second hour or the first hour. Some people listen to all of it. Some people will listen to three minutes and then say, "I can't stand this guy." <laughs> But then with Olivia here, you know, people are tuning in <laughs> heavier. Uh, but last I told you that the interview with Rob Wilson of Timberline Firearms and Training and uh, John Thorpe of the Goldwater Institute is going to be rescheduled because uh, Rob Wilson had something come up at the last minute. And that's the issue in Flagstaff with the Flagstaff, um, city of Flagstaff saying he can't advertise anymore at the Flagstaff airport. And Goldwater's taking a case and that means the city is probably going to lose. <laughs> Would be my guess. As they should. As they should. Yeah. So uh, I don't think I'll rehash all the news items. I hit a lot last hour. Spent the entire hour by myself. Thanks, Olivia. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, it was good though because I had a lot of things I needed to get out there that mostly happening in Arizona. So I think I covered that well. If you disagree, you can email me. But anyway, I hit all that stuff. You can listen back to the podcast. Um, let's, um, you want to start with a comment? Should we do that? Oh, one more show note. I do have um, Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management coming up in the last half of the show here, last half of this hour. That'd be the last quarter of the show uh, with a market update. So stick around. Very important stuff coming up. Comment? You want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Jeff, you seem to want to do nothing to help people live in Flagstaff with these <laughs> high prices. Yesterday, you said no to the council's $1.1 million. So what's your solution? I said no. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Evil. <The> dictator. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if it's that I don't want to do nothing or anything, I should say. Um, is there a name there? No, no name. <laughs> You're probably a little ashamed. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. It's not that I don't want to do anything when it comes to housing or so-called affordable housing. It's just I don't want the government to do anything. Because the I think they just destroys everything. I know they fail. I mean, they cause the problem, so they could just like the least they could do is just leave and make let us deal with all of their mistakes. Government. Government needs to be starved of funds and be very, very small or else it's a dangerous beast. And that's what it's become uh, from the local level to the state to the national level. It's just they got too much money. They got too much power. So thinking that the government's going to fix housing in Flagstaff is an absolute fairy tale. Not going to happen. Just not going to happen. So what they can do and what they won't do is get out of the way. 
You know, like I said, they, 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 the hot water heaters go from $500 in like two, three years to $1,500, and it's mostly government regulation. Uh, resource protection in Flagstaff makes it so that land is a lot more. Uh, saving land uh, such as open land around Flagstaff, uh, the state trust land, stuff like that, not swapping it out, causes artificial land scarcity created by the government. I mean, can, I can go on here for forever, Olivia. I can go on forever. They're causing a lot of these costs, and they need to get out of the way. And is it, it says 1.1 million? Yeah, which is... That's going to buy, like, two houses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a good point. So they partnered up with somebody who's building a a bunch of condos and townhomes. I don't know all the details, quite frankly. I don't sit there and read these council, these 300-page council agendas. Typically, in the past, I'm just speaking in my past experiences, when I've seen these deals hit, it's, oh, you put up this amount of money. Oh, and then the the, the developer's going for all these tax credits and this and that. No, oh, they're going to make X amount of homes, quote unquote, you know, below 30% below the market rent or whatever. So, you're, Olivia, you're right. Sprinkling $1.1 million of our tax dollars, first of all, isn't going to do anything. Second of all, it ain't their money to give. I'm not here for them to give out money that we pay through our taxes to redistribute it to somebody else uh, on a housing issue when it's going to have little to no impact. I'm just not, it's, it's, they shouldn't be doing it. And then it's going to be that much more, more expensive. Yeah. For it's, it's just everyone. Good. Yeah. Just with well, yeah. every single new tax. Well, yeah, because you know, you're right because everything you, that's why yesterday I proposed a scroll when you check out at the checkout line, wherever that shows you an individual, an itemized list of all the taxes you pay and exactly where it goes. That percentage of that sale, you spend a hundred bucks, uh, one penny and here, you can be like, three hmm, cents to Ukraine. And what benefits me? Oh, yeah, nothing. Oh, nothing. And then maybe people start voting some of these boneheads out of office, you know? And that, this is the abuse that happens when you have other people's money. You just don't care. And when you're a politician, you want to get your pictures splattered all over the place. Uh, so you can say, oh, look, I get the turn the dirt with the golden shovel that we're creating affordable They're in a housing contest to see who can spend the most money because that's like what the cool kids do these days yeah, or something. Yeah. spending as much as possible maybe someday it'll be cool to not spend a bunch of money i also think it's a real dis- disincentive when we offer subsidized housing look flagstaff's expensive it's it's like I said, there's a lot of government regulation that's caused that, but there's also market forces at play, which is desirability. People want to live here. And I have a real challenge with this because I look at my kids and I'm like, I want Olivia to be able to afford a house. And I know it's going to be really tough for her to figure that out, but she's smart. I think she'll be able to do it and she'll have to figure that out as, as an adult. Um, yes. Can I just say, since you said I was smart, please. yesterday, everyone, he's just like, oh, you're fairly intelligent. Go solve <laughs> that issue. Well, maybe at the moment you were being fairly intelligent. It does waver, you know, from time to time. But Anyways. no, I get worried about creating disincentives uh, for many things. When you create s- uh, subsidies for housing, what can happen, I'm not saying it happens in every case. Don't, don't, you know, don't bring me down that road. But what can happen and what does happen is there's disincentives to get married. There's disincentives to, oh, yeah, that, that is my boyfriend living there. There is another provider in the household. I've seen it many times because they want to stay under income thresholds so they can, because, because there's an incentive to keep these programs going. Plus, here's a problem I have with the city of Flagstaff handing out any amount of money for, for housing from the general fund, from our money taxes. The city doesn't help me 
when it comes to oh, it's we provide very selective. Yeah, we provide affordable housing. They're nothing but a hindrance. It's a pain in the butt. They've cost uh, made costs for us go way up. Uh, but my dad and I were weed whacking a city alley today. You know, well, maybe I should send you a bill. It's your alley. You know, your weeds are going to cause a fire. And then you can get some more taxes to pay off that bill. Why don't we do this? Because did he ask for a solution or she or he or whoever? Uh, yeah, what's your solution? Okay, okay. well, rollback regulations um, when it comes to, you know, like so many things. I could I could come up with a long list. The hot water heater was one. I mean, just simple things like that. Taking care of the city sidewalks, you name it. Um, but if you were going to, if you had money in the general fund as, as a city council, and you wanted to impact housing maybe a little more directly or the, the, the extra cost it is to live here. Because if you're, let me, let, me, let me pick police officers. If you're a police officer and you're in Flagstaff, you're probably getting paid similar to what they're getting paid in other cities, but the housing is double the cost. Why don't you take the $1.2 million and pay your police officers? Play, maybe pick the 50 lowest paid cops. And, and pay them bonus. and give them an, you know, extra, what, what's 1.2 million? Let's do some math. Let's do it. Divided by um, 1.2 million divided by 50 cops is $24,000 total. Um, okay, let's divide that by 12, you know, per month. So there's $2,000 per month there. Well, maybe give, maybe give, um, I don't know, we'll have that math work. Maybe $200 extra per month for 10 years. To help offset the increase. I mean, I'm not saying we should do anything, but I'm, I'm saying if you were going to do something, wouldn't that have more of an impact than just randomly picking somebody? Oh, you're going to get a discounted uh, rental property, you know, while our police officers can't. Your own empl- Nobody else that yeah, yeah. actually worked to pay is special. They just yeah, they get to keep their exa- house because exa- they're all rich and I, look, look, evil. Look, we could do that, something like that. That's real. Or you could lower taxes on everybody so you don't have 1.2 million just fluttering around. You know, there's some solution. I don't know. I think there's tons of solutions out there, but it ain't going to be. This will do nothing. In a couple of years when these council members are gone, there'll be a new group saying, we got to provide affordable housing and it never goes away. It's going to be the same, uh, the same thing. And this is, look, 1.2 million or $1.1 million turns into these people then run for the legislature. They re- then run for the Congress. Then they're in Congress. Next thing you know, you're spending 130, sending $113 billion to Ukraine. That's, that's how this escalates. And they probably get into Congress by being like, oh, I made housing affordable yeah, here. Yeah, sure. And it's like, oh, maybe if you look at the numbers, it's like, oh, I gave $1. More affordable. <laughs> government doesn't produce anything. Uh, government takes, takes, and takes. They are a black hole. It doesn't produce anything. Um, small government. We need small government. We're so far from that, though. We're so far from that, unfortunately. Uh, let's see here. I know we had some more stuff. You had a story out of... Um, this one is interesting. Let's switch to um, not a sad story. This guy, this guy, just speaking of people that have too much time on their hands. <laughs> Where was this? Um, in Poland. Oh, okay. So there's crazy people in Poland, too. Crazy ones everywhere. They're all over the place. Man poses as mannequin in storefront and goes on shopping spree after mall closes. Nice. That's creative. I was about to say... So not, he's out it's there like kind of clever. He's out there like this with the just standing still. Oh, I saw the picture. Yeah, he's just like he had like a bag and just like standing still. And I was like, how long did you do that? They had video of the thing. They had pictures of the guy. Okay, yeah. how long did just he do? Just the face. Huh. Um. So an alleged thief found a clever way to hide from authorities in Poland. This is Fox News posing in a store window as a mannequin. Nice. Police said that the clever <laughs> thief posed in the window display motionless until the mall store closed. 
Once the last customer had left and the mall doors were secure, the man broke from his stance and robbed a jewelry stand, police said. Authorities said that the thief came back for round two on another occasion. Oh, man. Okay, so nobody just notices this, like, disappearing, reappearing mannequin. I don't know. People don't notice stuff anymore. You, <laughs> yes. have, you see people walking around. I haven't been to a mall since, you know, 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do encourage everybody to go to the Flagstaff Mall tomorrow. Tomorrow? You're laughing at me. Because <laughs> um, the mannequin guy is going to be there. No, he's going to be giving blood. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's a blood drive tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. down there by the J.C. Penny, which is apparently still there. J.C. Penny down there by Planet Fitness, the workout place. You can give blood. Do that. We need blood. Okay, go on. <laughs> All right. So this time he ate his fill at one of the food stations before stealing a new outfit. Wow. Afterward, he returned to have some more food. <laughs> Polish authorities say that eventually the man's luck ran out and he was noticed by mall security guards. Wow. These are really um, uh, attentive security guards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's creative. I mean, I would probably hire this guy to come up with something. I mean, that's, that's well, a pretty creative he did get caught. I mean, he he's is a criminal. He's food. Yeah, yeah. So he's, like, he's not that smart. Did you see those javelinas uh, here in Arizona at the Sedona, uh, the Seven Canyons, not six, but Seven Canyons Golf Club in Sedona? Um, apparently, these javelina went, is it javelina or javelinas? Plural. Ha- is it still A? Javelina. Javelina. I don't know. Apparently the javelina. English class. Apparently the javelina went out and just chewed up the golf course. You know how they dig? Oh, So there's pictures yeah. of the golf course just got absolutely Well, they do trashed. that to, like, the yard in Camp Verde. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, just they're, little potholes. I'm like, what were you looking for? Because, like. Yeah, they're always out there. They're just, efficient. Just ripping through it. Um, I have. <laughs> here's a comment from Paul from yesterday. You didn't see this one? Um. I had uh, Zach Elman on yesterday, and when we sometimes I have guests, and we just like to kind of banter and just go for a while. Like this, if you didn't listen to four o'clock hours straight up, here's here's a bunch of news items and talking and analyzing and, and you know on and on. Sometimes I need to step back though and just kind of banter with somebody. And maybe Paul is right. He says, uh, uh, "You guys sounded like a couple of guys in a bar talking over a couple of beers." <laughs> I assure you, we did not have beer yesterday, Zach and I, during the show. Uh, you were winging it more than than not, than not. Um, okay. That's 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 a fair assessment, I guess. We do that sometimes. How about you come and do the show? <laughs> hey, Paul, call up. We'll do a show together. No, Paul, thanks for the comment. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. He asked, because we were talking about and kind of griping about like two guys at a, at a bar, I guess, about the cost of everything. <laughs> I remember when it was this much. Why don't you talk about the price of food being the highest in the state next to Tucson? Talking about Flagstaff. Yeah, I, well, I, I did say that Flagstaff is the most expensive place uh, to live in the state. It is because I, I live here. Uh, the traffic up there is out of control. I'd agree with that. But the, the traffic in Sedona is out of control, too. Don't know where he's. He says up there. So he's somewhere at Verde Valley or Prescott or something. I'm not sure where Paul's from. Traffic is out of control. I would agree with that. It's out of control on I-17. And then he asks, why isn't the BNSF, the railroad, Still not elevated totally yet through Flagstaff. No, no, no. It's not that. That's never going to happen. You know, raising it up so that way we have places to go. Oh, yeah. That's that's. I I had somebody Paul tell me at one point that it'd be cheaper to move the city of Flagstaff than to move the railroads because they have they have jurisdiction. They they can do whatever the hell they want on that strip of land. 
that runs through the town. They could block off the road, I think, if they wanted to. Yeah, no, and then you'd have just... to just kind of figure it out. Yeah, you just go around. <laughs> I will tell you, Paul, though, that there was the city of Flagstaff voters voted on a bond to do an overpass downtown a couple of years ago, and I haven't seen. They're fighting over how many bikes they can fit on it at this point, <laughs> so they haven't they haven't uh, figured that one out yet. They will not raise, so there'll be another underpass there that'll probably be the last one for quite a while. Uh, I live on the east side of town, and we have the Fourth Street overpass, and that took. Uh, <laughs> 30 years to get in or something. We used to have to go around. We'd wait all the time on the train. Oh, you know, yeah. Zipping by. Um, but they will not. No, they're not going to elevate anything like that. Uh, you know, the, the the train tracks going through Flagstaff. That's just not going to happen. But, Paul, I appreciate it. I will try not to have a, what did he call it? You guys talking. Oh, uh, guys, guys in a, in a bar, bar talking over, over a couple yeah. of Although that's fun sometimes. Maybe we'll save that for Fridays, Paul. I, I appreciate it. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, let's come back with a few more. No, actually, let's do it. No, let's come back with a few more. We got time, right? Sure. Am I right on the time? All right, if I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, I'd call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. Kelly has done such a great job for so many people uh, throughout northern Arizona. Like Marcus and Courtney, uh, they called Kelly because they decided to sell a home in Doney Park. They wanted to downsize to something a little more manageable. Hey, there was a shift in the market, and they, they knew that. But Kelly worked hard, and thanks to her marketing, thanks to her, all of her knowledge in real estate, they were able to secure a cash buyer within just a few weeks. And now they've settled into their new cozy place, and they got complete complete peace of mind. Call Kelly Broadus. She can help you out as well, 888-446-5602, 888-446-5602. Or go get an instant home valuation You just click on the valuation tab and you get an instant valuation at northernarizonafinehomes.com. Hang tight. More to come. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. This is Jeff Horvitz, and if you listen to my show, you know that I recently had the blinds replaced in my house. And when we decided to get this done, obviously we called my friends at the Blind Brothers, and we weren't going to deal with anybody else because this is a great northern Arizona company. They don't use subcontractors, so you know who you're dealing with. Now, the Blind Brothers came in. They laid out all the options for us. We picked out, my wife Angela and I, a great set of blinds. Uh, they gave us a great price. We opted to have them do the installation, which they can do for up to half off the price uh, as well as any other advertised specials it's a great deal they came in they took out all the old blinds got rid of them hung the new blinds they work perfect we are very very happy i want you to do your neighbors a favor call the blind brothers for a free estimate at 928-634-2423 i know you're going to be happy that's 928-634-2423 or go online they have great monthly specials at theblindbrothers.com Glenn Least coming up next with a detailed market update. What's going on in market interest rates and much more. 
So stick around for that. Uh, comments, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, real quick, I will just recap. Last hour, I did talk about the congressional race, and um, Blake Masters has now jumped in the CD8 race, and Abe Hamaday just jumped in the other day. These were both Trump-endorsed candidates. Uh, Blake Masters was running for U.S. Senate, and Abe Hamaday was running for Arizona Attorney General. Uh, Abe's race was super close still some legal issues out there on ballots. Um, Blake Masters was probably lost by about 5% on that Senate race. Both are CD running for CD8. Uh, Hamaday, I think, is in the district. I don't think Masters is. He's down in Tucson. This is like a Glendale area. I expect this to be a grand battle, and it's going to be weird because you used to have like Trump endorsing both and Kerry Lake endorsing both, so be uh, very interesting. Uh, $86 million in funding is coming into Dewey Humboldt, this um, – the old mine there, Iron Iron Horse Mine, I think it's called. Uh, so that's going to be hitting to clean up that site. So that's good news if they eventually get that cleaned up. And if you missed any, I've got a bunch more that I did last hour. That's why you subscribe to the podcast. Look up the Jeff Orvitz Show on your favorite podcast provider, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. Appreciate everyone who's subscribed. And then you can keep up uh, as we try to, I don't know, look around and bring you things that are actually happening. Our best. Try our best. I send Olivia around. Um, did you see that? What's going on with all the animals? So there was the, you talked about the one. There's a, a, the, 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 the golf course. Haveline on the golf course. Then there's this buck. We have caught on camera. Buck bursts through Wisconsin noodle restaurant <laughs> during lunch. It starts eating. Honestly, I can't blame that elk. Noodles are delicious. Oh, I would. It has good that. taste. I would, I would <laughs> love. That would be a great experience. And then there was one. I don't know where this was, but a bear came in. People were barbecuing. And they had a bunch of burgers on the grill. And it ate like eight burgers in oh. a couple minutes. <laughs> Imagine uh, just watching something eat your dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am uh, heading out here right when it shows up. Owen and I are going to the spot we've got for duck and geese um, to do some hunting. So wish us luck tomorrow morning at, I think uh, it's 6.13 we can hunt tomorrow morning. It's a half hour after sunrise or before, sorry, before sunrise. Uh, so we'll be doing that um, and seeing if we can... Do it again. I don't know. Hey, the um, 140, do you know what happened 142 years ago today? Um. No, you looked. Are you a cheater? Fine, then tell me. <laughs> the OK uh, Corral gunfight happened here in Arizona, in Tombstone, Arizona. Have you learned I've, about that in school? I've never have guessed that. <laughs> no. Um, have you ever seen the movie Tombstone? We no. got to watch that one. I think it's rated R, but it, I'm okay with you watching that one. Um, it, the uh, Tombstone was a good movie. It was with Val Kilmer. You know Val Kilmer? Mm, <laughs> Kids no. today, right, people? <laughs> and uh, what's, what was his name? Uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell? Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. You don't know. You don't know who Kurt Russell is. You're thinking of Russell Crowe. But I'm anyway. not. That was one of the better, um, I like that movie, uh, of the, the OK Corral gunfight, uh, 142 years ago today. Um, I have a funny story. I was, I served on the Arizona liquor board for, board for a while. And one of the cases I remember was actually out of Tombstone. Somebody got shot. Oh. You like, you go into the bar and you know, they still have the wood walkways there in Tombstone. Mm -hmm. It's just like back 142 years ago. And you're supposed to check your gun at the bar. Which makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And then the bartender, I guess, after a guy had a bunch of drinks, gave the gun back. And that's kind of a no-no. It's like he's clearly intoxicated. Yeah. There was a fight that broke out, and they went just right outside the door of the bar, and somebody got shot in the leg. Didn't, didn't die or anything. And so the, the, the establishment was before the liquor board 
for revo- revo- revocation, revoking their liquor license. And their argument was, well, it oh, happened out- outside. It happened outside. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's. How, which that's way not did it go? Work. They lost their liquor <laughs> license. I mean, it was a clear one. All right. Uh, Angela and I have owned and made it a point to own physical gold and silver for decades. We look at it more like an insurance policy. I don't tell you how to invest, but I think it's a good idea to learn about as many things as possible, including physical gold and silver. Call Justin and this great Arizona family-run company. Uh, they keep the overhead low at Desert Gold Exchange. Desert Gold Exchange passes those savings on to you, so that way you can get the best possible price out there for physical gold and silver. Uh, don't believe me? Call them up. Put them to the test. 888 4343 Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Mention the Jeff Orvich Show. Get a free investor's kit. And plus, I love it when you mention that you heard about it right here. So our sponsors know that their spots are working. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. More to come. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, let's get a market update. Um, I think we're going to talk interest rates and general economic stuff with Glenn Least from WT Wealth Management. Hey, Jeff. Is that what you call it when you're in like big meetings? Let's talk general economic stuff. Yeah, why not? <laughs> talk shop, right? Brass tax. Yeah. yeah. Well, the interest rates are huge. Yeah. For, for people. I mean, in the biggest increases that we've ever seen in a, like a one year period. Oh from, yeah. I mean, talking mortgage rates, but really the big one that the, the number is kind of staggering that you shared with me, Glenn, is the credit card. Credit I card mean, the debt, number yeah. of what, what you said with the break, what, what's that? Yeah. From? So, um, Right before the pandemic is around 800 billion ish and now it's well over a trillion. So in just, you know, matter of two, two and a half years, we've seen it um, increase more than 20%, which is interesting because that's almost the exact amount of cumulative cumulative inflation that oh, we've seen point. since then. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people and consumers were absorbing the extra costs at the expense of putting it on the card. Cause we, cause we really haven't seen consumers uh, spending slow down a whole lot. Um, but we're not making that much more. So it's not like wage growth has been crazy and it's been going up, you know, an insane amount. Um, so I think unfortunately a lot of people are putting, uh, more of the, um, daily living expenses on the credit card, which is probably the, uh, the, the worst thing to put on a credit card. Cause it's, uh, you know, definitely just, it's a, it's a consumable. Literally. Yeah. Eating it, literally yeah, yeah, exactly. eating it, literally using it to burn, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. know gasoline in your car to get to work. Yeah, because of those all those costs increase that you're not yeah. able to keep up with. Yeah, and, and you got to do what you got to do. Like I get it. Like yeah. you, you got to get to work. Got to eat. Got to eat. Um, but it is an unfortunate reality of the 
the where we're at as a as a country because frankly a lot of this was caused by you know them printing a ton of money during the pandemic and inflation's gone up we've had some uh a, a 180 in energy policies in this current administration that's really hurt the american people um i mean you go to california and i heard it was like eight bucks a gallon on average you know for gas prices and that that's a lot of money. That's Imagine crazy, if yeah. you're driving like an yeah. older truck that doesn't get a whole lot of miles per the gallon. You're going, you spend 200 bucks just to fill that thing up or more. So, um, it d- definitely, I think some of the challenges that we're facing, the, the higher interest rates are, are one of the, the more key factors, um, cause it's really been impacting the real estate market. Um, you think about if you have an 8% mortgage versus a 3% mortgage, that's almost a doubling of your payment. Um, so it's been eating away at people's buying power as far as um, buying a home. Um, and I think it's also been slowing down people wanting to sell their homes too. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to sell your home, which you have a 3% or 2.75% interest rate to upgrade to a new one? And yeah, to move across town. To move across town yeah. and pick up an 8% mortgage. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are are just waiting. And and if you're going to ask like where I see interest rates going next year, I would probably guess they're probably going to start cutting interest rates um, probably middle of the year, if not earlier. And why would they do that? Why would the Federal Reserve cut interest rates? Um, Let me guess. (laughs) Let me guess. Go ahead. Yeah, I think you already know. (laughs) Um, So so the the presidency and the the Federal Reserve are supposed to be sold and separate, right? But I would be naive to think that they, the presidency doesn't, the president doesn't have influence over the Federal Reserve. So I think they'll be pressured to cut rates to make the economy look good Mm -hmm. right before the election. Um, They do it all the time. And just to be fair here, both sides do it. Trump was pushing the Fed to lower rates Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Our current Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, uh, amazingly worked at the Fed. She was the head of the Fed before going. <laughs> there's no, there's supposed to be that separation, but yeah. there's immense um, political pressure on the Federal Reserve to do the politicians' bidding. And mm-hmm. that's keeping, when you're paying 24% for a credit card or 8% for a loan Lord. or 10% for a car. Yeah, interest rates matter for yeah. sure. Because if you think, if say if they lowered, I was talking with one of my clients who's a mortgage lender and he was telling me, if they just had interest rates back in that 5% range that he thinks that the housing market will just see an in- incredible growth because there's all this pent-up demand of people that have wanted to sell homes or upgrade, but they just haven't because the higher interest rates has been a, a pretty big deterrent. And so um, not only will lower interest rates impact you know positively the uh, housing market, but it also uh, positively impacts positively impact the companies and us as consumers because money becomes cheaper. Um, Let me play that out though, Glenn, because it may, let's just talk housing, positively impact housing. You and I own a home. A mm -hmm. lot of people own a home. So you're like positively impact means price increases to to, to me, Uh which I guess if you're in it, you're great. It's like awesome, awesome. But if you're somebody who can't find a five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar home in like Flagstaff, for example, oh, yeah. as a starter home, mm-hmm. you might see, and we don't have a crystal ball, but you might see further real estate price increases, inflationary pr- pressures, then, uh-huh. which negatively impact probably more people than not in this country at this point. Yeah. So I, I 
my kids are going to have it harder than I did growing up. And my parents had it easier than I did growing up. And so um, it definitely is becoming more and more of a challenging uh, environment to be a homeowner. And and that is where a lot of Americans build the majority of their wealth is through their home. And if it continues to get outpriced and uh, interest rates become high or the, the housing prices themselves are unattainable, or maybe you have some of these bigger companies like BlackRock just scooping up all the properties and, you know, for them, they, they can get money real cheap and it doesn't matter as much. Uh, I mean, there's all big problems. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm still optimistic. I mean, we still live in the land of opportunity, but it is really expensive in Flagstaff. Yeah. I will definitely agree to that. And all over. All and over, all over, really, yeah. Really, too. Well, they're in kind of a heck of a spot, and they've kind of created this spot that they're in because if there's political pressure to lower interest rates, they cause inflationary pressures. So they cause pressures on, <laughs> you know, your homes, your your even treasuries, even the national debt. It has yep. implications on that. Um, if, if they lower it, well, then the payments go down, but then inflation probably creeps up. And the whole mm-hmm. idea behind raising the interest rates to combat was to combat inflation. Yep. So it's like kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation. So, so point, they could do one thing, <clears throat> which is lower the interest rates. But stop printing money under yeah, there. That, would be, <laughs> that, yeah. that could probably help the equation. Stop spending or, more than they take in. Yeah. Or have <clears throat> robust economic growth. Mm-hmm. Um, that will also help the equation. Um, but... You know, where, where are we going to see robust economic growth? How would you even go about doing that? One is better energy policies. That would definitely help sure. domestic energy policies. The reciprocal trade deal for tariffs, that could really help. Um, lowering taxes and red tape. Those are, uh, you know, other policies. Like if you were to lower the red tape that companies have to go through and hoops they have to jump through, it becomes easier to do business. I mean, look at the difference between doing business in, say, Arizona versus California. Mm-hmm. The difference in, you know, what hoops you have to jump through is astounding. It's almost like in California, you know, it's like, do you want us to do business here? It's so challenging. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so so reducing the, the, the red tape, um, also making the tax, um, the tax code easier Sane? Sane. Yeah. Like, so (laughs) my philosophy with taxes is always if you lower taxes overall, you'll actually get more tax revenue. And if you hire taxes a bunch, you actually get less tax revenue. Well, how does that work, Glenn? Well, you have to think of the incentives. So if, as you make more money, if you have to keep paying a higher and higher percentage, because it's a regressive tax code, you're almost, you're decentivized to keep earning more money. Um, It's like, okay, if I make 50,000, I have to give 12%. But if I make, you know, 500,000, I have to give more 35%, whatever the case may be. And so no one wants to give away their money to the government. Um, we've worked hard for the money. So sometimes if you were to lower and just say, Hey, we're going to lower the overall tax brackets and make it, um, you know, just kind of on the corporate side and the personal side, I think you'll actually be incentivizing more growth. Yeah. You think like that. And I think like that, but I don't know if these bureaucrats and politicians like and i do want to say you said um i love this you said regressive tax tax code it's actually progressive tax code but i like your regressive yeah i like what you said uh, regressive tax code well, yeah, is what it is you're getting less and you're getting <laughs> yeah. more decent decentralized yeah, I know. To, I, I, to do I love well. it because they call it a progressive tax code yeah but yeah. it's a yeah it's regressive because Pro- it's it's progressive with, with in my mind would be like yeah. as you do make more and more you have to pay a, a smaller percentage because yeah. sometimes you'll hear people say oh the 
rich don't pay their fair share. Oh yeah, you're right. They don't pay the share fair share. They pay a whole lot more than probably yeah, what if you look at the numbers. The, yeah, yeah, the, the numbers, numbers percentage yeah. wise. Um, yeah. So anyway, they so, penalize people though that are the investor savers. I mean, we've we've really flip flopped the way things should be mm-hmm. in this in this country, and it's it's starting to really show. Yeah, and I, I was watching a podcast the other night talking about. Um, how the whole movement, the welfare movement, really disincentivized people to get married. And so because it was more profitable to not get married and mm-hmm. have kids because they were able to qualify for more benefits, which you're like, okay, yeah, absolutely. If you're a single mom and you need help, great, let's get the help available. But you, people were intentionally not getting married so that way they can get the benefits. And you saw you know, out of wedlock um, birth rates go from in the single digits to like 60 Sky and 70%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so the government's policies, the way you incentivize or decentivize a behavior really matters. So hopefully they, they incentivize uh, economic growth you know, through more favorable tax codes. I hope so. And I'll be optimistic that if people like us keep talking about this and keep saying this is the way to go, Mm -hmm. that it'll happen. And we don't become like Argentina, which is kind of funny because Argentina is possibly electing a libertarian leaning person who wants to go and trash all these systems. Argentina has hundred and something percent inflation, 130% inflation. So hopefully it doesn't take that for this country to wake up, Glenn. Or or there's actually um, making uh, international trade a more fair across the board arrangement. Because there's a lot of situations where we're getting the short end of the stick as a nation. And it makes no sense in my my opinion. Like, why, you know, are some countries we have to pay a really high tariff to import our goods to and then when they export their goods to our country, they don't have to pay anything. Like, it's this lopsided deal where you're like, okay, if you're going to charge us a tariff, we'll charge you that same percentage tariff for you to sell your stuff in our it's country. Like, it's like China. You want to yeah. come open a business over here. We're open to people from all over the world opening businesses. You go over there, I need a partner if you're a certain size. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, you lose control and you have to, you want to buy a house in certain places yeah. in the world. Well, you can't do that or you need a partner here. Anyone can buy real estate. So, mm-hmm. yeah, where is that? We should have that. E- and I think you talked about that last time. Yeah. We should have that equivalent. Yeah, a level um, playing back field. Back and forth. Why would you, as a nation, here's my thought process. Why, as a nation, would you have a trade deal that you set up that's negatively, you know, it's not in your favor? America last. America last. The only thing that makes sense to me is either you're trying to help that other nation or you're actively trying to hurt your nation, which, you know, in in the world today, you know, we need to make sure we're a good, strong, healthy nation because if we're not strong and healthy, there's not a whole lot of other people that we can help very well. Um, <laughs> and there's not a plan B. There's not like, it's not, it's not like back in the day when there was Britain, there was the U.S. It's like, who, who's the next one? Yeah, yeah. So without us, there's this whole like, oh, we need to protect the borders of these other countries, you know, and make sure that they're safe. You're like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, but what about ours? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> let's let's make sure we're doing it at home as well, um, and protecting our people. And um, what is it when they when an airplane is is going to crash and it's going through turbulence and the the face masks fall down? They say put on your own face mask first mm-hmm. and then go help the other, you know, go help other well, people. Yeah, if your house is burning down and your neighbor's house is burning down at the same time you got to get your house under control first and then you run over and you help your neighbor yeah right i mean it's just it's we want to help people and america is number one at helping people Mm -hmm. but if if we can't even help ourselves at some point what is that gonna what what does that world look like 
And yeah. I, I think we know, and it ain't it ain't pretty. Yeah, and I think we really have to, as a nation, you know, start doing some more pro growth, pro economic policies that are that will help. Because because my philosophy is like, in order to solve issues of poverty, you want to create opportunities mm-hmm. um, for people to make their own way and to have you know a respectable living and and earn it. If you just hey say hey we're just going to give you money, um, you don't have to do anything, and we're going to give you a life you know, that can be very toxic to people. So, you know, if you're in Flagstaff and you're saying, Hey, it's really expensive to live here. People are struggling, you know, house prices are insane. What's part of the solution? Well, I think part of the solution is provide more good paying jobs, uh, more opportunities. And, and yes, you know, there's still needs to be some sort of public housing or whatever the case may be. But, um, what is it? You can give a man a fish, um, and then you'll be feeding him, you know, almost every day, yeah. or you can teach a man to fish and then you'll never have to feed him again. So I, I think, just that mindset of saying, hey, we need to um, empower people through better opportunities. Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion at this point that all of these government programs, most of this stuff needs to go away because it is that uh, give a fish versus teach them how to fish. Yeah. And you never know where the gray li- the line gets pushed further and further. So it's like, oh, we, the intentions were good, but now mm-hmm. yeah. all of a sudden you're incentivizing people not to work. Like somebody's truly in need yeah. and they have a short-term situation, but then all of a sudden we create multi- We've gone from that to creating multi-generational uh, welfare yeah. families. And that's that's just sad that that's yeah. happening. And humans naturally are a little bit lazy. And if you uh, incentivize <laughs> that even more, it's like, it's yeah, it's much cooler to, you know, have fun and not work and still yeah. get still make money yeah but that's that, that, <laughs> I mean, but that's not a good long-term no. solution i mean you look at some of these individuals like a trust fund kid that never had to work and everything was just provided yeah a lot of them struggle like, oh yeah they, they, they're unhappy or they they party party drugs, or they yep. develop addictions or yep. just have a and not to say that there aren't trust fund kids that do well but that whole notion of like here everything's provided for mm-hmm. you you don't have to work for anything just do whatever you it's want it's the same on both sides it's yeah point. it's yeah. it's not it's not healthy for no, anyone it's it it not very toxic yeah it's not all right glenn always appreciate the updates we don't have a crystal ball but it will be interesting to see because i think we're at a real turning point reflection point in our nation's history yeah and things are really going to develop the next um couple months to couple years where we look totally different are we is there a great awakening that's happening where people wake up and say, wait, yeah, that's not going to work? Or do they go down the road of, yeah, the government's the solution. We need more programs. We need more money doled out. I think we're at that crossroads. And yeah. We could go. We could go either way. I, I think you already know my, my, my stance on, you know, probably less government uh, intervention in mm-hmm. our lives is better. Yeah. But now more than ever, it's important that you have someone like myself monitoring, watching your portfolio, forward thinking ahead. And, and uh, just because something worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work no. in the future because we're in such uncharted territory. And one of the things I really do like about our investment management team is that we are, are forward thinkers. You know, we will take into account, you know, the, the smartest guys and the hedge funds or the, you know, financial gurus, their input. But at the end of the day, you know, our gut instincts, you know, and our research is also important too. So mm-hmm. we're learning to stick to our guns in a lot of different ways and, and stick to our convictions and, um, kind of be a standout from the crowd. Um, so yeah, yeah now, a lot now of more sleepless never. nights though, looking at all that stuff though, because you don't know which way it's going. Yeah. It's for those that aren't on the camera. Jeff's probably looking at my eyes and being like, man, he looks tired. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling it too right yeah. now, you know, cause it is, 
Absolutely crazy times. All right, Glenn, always appreciate the updates. Look forward to having you back on real soon. Take care. Thank you. Remember to call Diamond Auto Glass if you need your windshield replaced or repaired, including rock chips, 928-779-4140, 928-779-4140. Go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is The Jeff Orbit Show. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, Olivia, don't forget blood tomorrow. Oh, at the Flagstaff right. Mall, the blood donations, five, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. right there by that J.C. Penny. Go do that. Give some blood. Speaking of blood, you wanted to watch some kind of Halloween horror movie or oh, something. Oh, yeah, it will happen. We shall see. You no, promise. it'll happen. Maybe it'll be like Little Shop of Horrors or something nice like that. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know. All right, everybody have a great, <laughs> safe night. Take care. See you soon. Hi, this is Jeff Orvitz, and I started Flagstaff4Lease.com several years ago to provide homes and office space in the Flagstaff area. Check out my current listings up at Flagstaff, the number four, lease.com. That's Flagstaff4Lease.com. We've got everything from one to four bedroom homes available right now. Also, we have office space. Single room suites up to larger spaces are now available up at Flagstaff4Lease.com or call 928-526-7909. Flagstaff4Lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. Community.